0: Sparza, they're doing Hunger Games, I know they're doing it, you called it, you said it online, UFC announced what it's going to look like in the future dystopian Reebok only apparel and frankly, it is grey and black, which means it's time for Purple Tap, the show that proves it is way easier to fight and dress uh, in a good color scheme from outside the cage i'm kevin with me of course ref as, as a ref how are you doing this evening
1: i'm doing great so we're gonna get to talking shit about the reebok thing because that was too hilarious
0: you but i want to start it.
1: i did i, I did. had a great time uh enjoying all of that because it wasn't just that it was a one-two punch of that and the whole uh jose aldo happening back to back but, uh, Kev, I want to tell you about a little experience I had yesterday at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club.
0: I'm very curious. <clears throat>
1: okay. So, as you know, I bought a new Adidas gi, uh, right? Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Uh, well, I saw two people. Beautiful gi. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, I saw two people who were coming from Hawthorne yesterday at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club, and I got to roll with both of them. Great people. And uh, I roll with this guy, and he's wearing an Adidas gi, and I go, dude, that's that's a pretty sweet gi. Did you get it on the fifty percent deal? And he smiles and he doesn't tell me anything until later on we find in the conversation that he's sponsored by Adidas. Whoa. For their geese. So yes. So he, sure. In essence, he
0: got it in the 50% off deal.
1: Yeah, definitely. So don't worry about it. But you know, our good friend Aaron. Couldn't have been nicer about it. We're joking. We're having a great time shooting the shit. He's telling me all about his training. We know a whole bunch of people who, uh, you know, all train together. It's it's a good time, right?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So (laughs) that's not actually
1: all there is to it. That's not all that happens. So what ends up happening is he is telling me great things about his training and – uh, you know, we we don't see each other for a few minutes and I switch out of, uh, you know, the stuff I was training in and I put on my new Adidas green shirt that I got. It's in, you know, it says jujitsu and it's got the, the Brazil colors and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, hello, everybody. And everybody's like, man, that's a nice shirt. I go, thank you. <laughs> I think so, too. No problem. And out walks our good friend Aaron. In a superior Adidas shirt.
0: Oh, he's just obviously being inflammatory at this point, though, Raph, right? Absolutely.
1: He's trying to destroy me, Kevin. That's what I'm picking up from this whole thing. (laughs) And I don't take kindly to being destroyed. And I look at him. You shouldn't. And I said, listen here, Aaron. It is a shame that there aren't a set of readily accessible mats here at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club don't look over there. Don't – no, those aren't being used right now. But don't look at those mats right there because we would settle this. We would. We would. This. And he, I did get to roll with him. He's fantastic. So it would have been a huge problem for me. Anyway, so <laughs> that he – You know, we're, we're joking and he's <laughs> so funny. We're having a good time. And as I'm leaving, I go to say goodbye to everybody And I see him wearing his superior shirt. And I can't help but give him one last joke, which is, oh, yeah, I see you're just wearing your shirt. I thought you were a nice guy until I saw you were trying to destroy me, Aaron. How dare you? (laughs) And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, Raph, it's a shame we don't have those mats. I'll be training for my no sub only match, which makes me laugh a lot because – Everybody says sub-only, but when you add no sub-only, then you're thinking, points?
0: <laughs> there are zero submissions allowed. No submissions? Oh,
1: well, I might have a chance here. Um, yeah, okay, I like the we'll gumption. do that. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is like he says it in that Austin Powers way, where as he's saying it, he's realizing, ah, oh, shit, that's really funny, but I need to commit. So the two of us are laughing, and we, you know, leave. And, uh, you know, our good friend Alex Perez is giving me a ride home. And we're maybe no less than three minutes away from my home when I get a call from our good friend Joey House, who you'll get to know a little bit later in the podcast, who's like, hey, guys, um, hey, did um, Ref or you happen to, like, take this guy's Adidas bag? And I go, what? Oh, no. He's like, yeah, we just – we noticed right now that maybe somebody took his bag because it's missing. So we were hoping maybe you guys did. And I 100 percent know it's me. Because
0: you knew it already. You were like, I I could definitely stole the bag. Yeah, that was 1000% me. And
1: you have to remember, Kevin, that the last part that I left him on was a threat. So
0: to steal his shit. (laughs) Yes.
1: So it's the worst kind of joke that could then be true. And then you have to own up to it because you go, I must have accidentally stole his fucking bag. I can't fucking believe Of all I, I the times. I done this
0: on purpose. This is like the movie The Judge. I obviously <laughs> did it. I'm so sorry.
1: Kevin, please use a movie people have seen. Please. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Um,
0: this is obviously like the movie Lean on Me. Oh my he God, knows no, it's he did not. it. No, Jesus damn it. Christ. Shit.
1: <laughs> Although it's, it's Morgan Freeman with like a bullhorn the whole time being like, it's no crap, don't you? <laughs> I will never get tired of that's, doing that. That's exactly how Ralph was the entire time. <laughs> These children, they need to read, huh? <laughs> when you do it over there, the, the Shoeless Joe, man, call me Shoeless Joe I one because I hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, so I actually have to go out that night and I am unable to take me back, back to him, but our good friend Alex does it. And I feel compelled to take Alex's phone. And don't get ahead of me. I borrow Alex's phone so that I could put a message to Aaron and his buddy who had to wait for Alex to take the bag back in which I uh, professed to being a huge dipshit and an idiot. And uh, <laughs> fortunately – I find from Alex and our good friend Aaron as well that the video was well-received. Aaron sends me a very nice note uh, back on Facebook saying how funny it is. And a friend request. So it all ends well, which is great. With um, but it was also friends. a threat back to me, Kev. You know what he ended Why? on? He what says he, he say? will be training hard for our no-sub-only match. So I would say to my new uh, frenemy, Aaron... Gonzales Jr. Game on.
0: Ooh. I like this. Yeah. yeah. And Raph will steal your bag again. Don't think nope, he's a Don't tell it. him
1: that. That's just mean. Oh, I've, sorry. I've, thought, I've accidentally stolen it once. And uh, it was rough. I can't believe I did that. So uh, <laughs> that was a really funny thing to happen to me yesterday. And you know the sad part is? He was telling me, he's like, dude, your podcast sounds so cool. I'm going to go ahead and listen yeah, to it. sure. So like yeah. every single possible thing that this guy couldn't be nicer, couldn't be more helpful. So great. Why
0: don't you steal it? Oh, yeah. where are we at on that? We're all. Anyway.
1: So I thought I would give that story to you, our good jujitsu friend. So I want to thank everybody who was at the LA Jiu Jitsu Club yesterday for opening us up with Welcome Arms. Uh, Brian Peterson held a really great seminar, learned a whole bunch of wrestling stuff from there and, uh, and then some. So no gi seminar and he cooked some amazing ribs. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that on the podcast later. But I just want to say thanks to uh, Brian Peterson and everybody who came out yesterday. And again, my apologies. Aaron Gonzalez Jr., you're a good guy. I'm jealous of you. How dare you be sponsored by Adidas? That's just too good. (sighs) I think that'll do it for that. Let's go and change topics so that I can feel less embarrassed and uh, talk about the UFC's bad week. Yeah, let's transition from my bad day to the UFC's bad week.
0: Well, what are you referring to? Their bad week. Are you... Just may I... Are you potentially throwing out the idea that having a world tour to promote a fight that's not happening suggests a bad week? Could be very bad, yes. Is this... How bad is this? You know more about the ratings stuff. Mm -hmm. You do. How bad is this from a ratings perspective? We're just talking money for the UFC.
1: Well, the UFC was expecting this on their internal... Uh, Tracking Dana was saying it was going to sell Over 1 million pay-per-view buys Now, if you're just taking a poll Amongst some of your friends And this isn't scientific But it can be indicative of a bigger issue When people heard, Kevin That um, Jose Aldo was out against Conor McGregor Did you have any people who said They wouldn't watch that fight anymore?
0: I certainly had people that lost interest In the card as a whole so it's not like, hey, I'm less excited to see... Oh, I mean, it is a little bit that. It's obviously a little less excited to see Conor McGregor fight. But it's also just like, yeah, well, now this fucking card is fine. It's not great. Yeah. And I, as a UFC, look, hey, I get it. Injuries are not something you can control. It's not you can control that his ribs would get cracked just feels like this happens a lot. It's hard to get excited as a UFC fan about a title fight coming up until it happens. And that's a new phenomenon for us.
1: I just, I didn't, you know, I'm still excited to see Chad Mendes fight him. And I, I barely
0: cared when it was Aldo.
1: Yeah, I be, but I mean, everybody knows the real appeal of this is Conor McGregor. And Dana, as this is pretty evidenced, was so ready to just give a title to conor mcgregor that then when he heard that jose aldo was gonna like puss out and not take the fight not only did he bury him so hard on cable sports and being like well i guess you can't fight a fighter's fucking fearing for their fucking life so fuck him this is an interim title it's
0: like wait what (laughs) yeah what do you mean (laughs) Is it in the wheelhouse of the interim titles or are you just pissed (sighs) he's not fighting? But don't
1: interim titles usually happen for champions who are going to be out for a year? Aldo is scheduled to be back here in October. Now, maybe they may take their time with it now that this has been announced. But, (laughs) you know, it took forever, if you'll recall, for them to, you know, shit or get off the pot with uh, Cruz and – With Dominic, they gave him forever. Uh, You know, you've got Kane, who they're like, eh, he's fine, he didn't fight for, what, 600,000 days? And, Um, you know, maybe they finally gave an interim title, I guess, if we have to. This was no less than, like, two days to go by that Dana's a little worried that a rib may ruin his fight week. I'm sorry, international fight week. And that leads Dana to, okay, fuck you, interim title, get in there. They had a fight tour. They did. That was rough to watch. But you know, Kev, we'll come back to Connor in a little bit, but that wasn't the most hilarious thing that happened to the UFC. We were all expecting thing. that. It was the Reap Rock press conference. The...
0: Oh my god. What the fuck is going on with like the <laughs> Okay? Explain to me what you saw, and did you know what was going on? Did you know what was happening before it happened? Yes. Obviously, you might have been just paying attention. Did they mention that they were going to be doing it in the exact same shot that they did the maze movie, or whatever that was? Like, Trail Runner or something?
1: The Maze Runner?
0: Thank you, The Maze Runner.
1: <laughs> it's really sad when you see you put it together, like a puzzle.
0: The Maze Puzzle <laughs> Chess Runner?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So, they had been planning this for a long time. They made the announcement back in December that this was going to be the week. International Fight Week was going to be the week that they release the Reebok gear. Now, I've heard from many sources that the Reebok gear itself is actually pretty cool. Uh, People who are wearing the combat gear in particular like the rash guards. They like uh, the way they feel. Apparently, Reebok was really pushing the idea that they've been working closely with some of the fighters. Um... Do you know who they were working really closely with, though, Kev?
0: I know they were big fans of Ronda Rousey. I have no other earthly idea who they were interested in. You know, Ronda with. was
1: was popular, but nowhere near as popular as uh, their interactions with Gilbert Melendez. Really? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I, I said his name wrong. Uh, Giblert Melendez. <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe I made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> Giblert is uh, known in the UFC obviously as Le Nino is his nickname. and uh, you know just uh, good stuff from him. so uh, there was also did you know that um, Jacques Ray is a great first name? I
0: did know that.
1: Yeah, great, It's so great that uh, Crocodile or the Portuguese equivalent of it is a first name rather than Ronaldo. So there's also that. Uh, these were mistakes name made name on jerseys, by the way. And oh, uh, of course, they there's were. also uh, Josh Koscheck is apparently still fighting for the UFC. So wonderful, wonderful, uh, very close relations between the UFC and <laughs> the Reebok talent. But that wasn't the end of it. I mean, Kev, this was a disaster upon all disasters because this press conference was poorly lit. It looked like a combination between a shareholders meeting and a pride, like the pride fighting angles and camera shots that they were using, except at least pride had the good sense to this try and fight my, their fighters.
0: This was going to be my question to you. It's like, did they put a lot of work into this or were was like, uh oh, oh, yeah. who gives a shit? It won't matter. Oh, yeah, they definitely tried. Oh, damn it. That makes it worse then because yeah. trying, you know. It's easier to swallow if they just didn't give a shit at all.
1: And it was weird because they made so many spelling errors that it wasn't just conduced to the online stuff. It'd be different if it was just, "Oh, hey, this happened at the press conference. We don't know how to spell the word flexibility." Instead, it's just flexibility. See, uh, but their when they's a
0: shitty hard word to spell. Just a mm, not it's particularly not judgy.
1: Okay, but on the other side, you couple that with the fact that the UFC just really struggled to make something work with it. It just seemed amateurish. It didn't seem like it was the real payoff of what was, well, I guess, six, seven months' worth of preparation time. So That's the part,
0: like, this feels like it's been going on for six years, let hmm. alone for, like, it, it just felt like they had plenty of time to get this right.
1: Yeah, and
0: they... It's, not a, it's not a tough not. equation.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the fight kit thing, I, I still don't know that I understand it. The fight kit sounds like something you give to a fighter when they think they're going to test for roids. But, um. <laughs>
0: hey, did you take you know, a fight kit? You got to. test up.
1: <laughs> There's also, or, you know, these people were putting out memes as fast as the eye could see. One of my favorites compared uh, the new UFC uniforms for different countries for different colors to Uno pieces. Which was hilarious, and you know, it's just—I had several questions, Kevin. Do do you want to answer a couple of these for me?
0: I would love to. I'm okay. sure I can. Okay, I
1: don't think it's gonna be hard at all. Did the lack of professional presentation hurt the launch of the UFC's partnership with Reebok?
0: Are you joking? It only helped it. This is the exact thing we expect for them. Utter chaos, not sure what's available for purchase, and general confusion about the direction of the sport.
1: Excellent. Those are very I'd say we're only more in. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Follow-up question. Is anyone actually going to shill out $95 to wear the equivalent of a UFC jersey?
0: I guess I would answer with I never thought someone would shell out thirty five dollars to wear a tap out jersey. So, yes, but ninety five dollars
1: to say you know what I like Misha Tate so much I want to wear
0: expensive they are.
1: I don't know. However, I thought I saw this, and maybe this is just my eyes. I thought I saw them get reduced to seventy nine dollars, maybe shortly after the UFC
0: press conference. They fucking better be. <laughs> I I don't know. In which case, see, like, how much do I you have... think
1: that press conference played a role in that where they go, oh, fuck, it was so bad. Lower the <laughs> oh, price, $15. 100%, 100%. 100%. They
0: were like, are we fucking high? Are they, we're, what were we charging for this? Are you kidding? Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. So
1: um, go. I guess I'll ask you this last one. Okay. Does the company's poor use... Of spelling, and this is an important question for you because, you know, you struggle with the English language. Identify a larger issue in that Reebok is only a partner in name and that they have zero familiarity with the fighters that they claim to be working closely with.
0: Yes is the answer to that, though I just want to not be lumped in because I don't know how to spell with a lack of appreciation. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I can grant that request, but I do appreciate as a, that you asked.
1: As a person who has uh, worked very hard in the uh, writing and journalism industry,
0: spelling meal you?
1: Spelling is kind of the thing. That's like the one thing they tell you to not fuck up. Not get but the story right. I do feel like to, I would
0: have a little bit more attention to detail if I were, say, in that field. Nah. Shut up, Raph. You don't need to be a dick about all of it. Like you can just like give me that one for sure. I don't
2: know. <laughs>
0: still but, there. um, Kev, don't we have a great show for people today? We have so much great show. I'm gonna pronounce pernis- I'm gonna mispronounce things. See there Oh you god. Go. Wow. Out things are there. gonna get mispronounced. People are gonna be on the podcast. There's gonna mm-hmm. be real fighters on this podcast. That's gonna be great
1: that's true uh who do we have on today we have uh our good friend
0: well edwin namji is swinging by first that's new maroon you won't tell me exactly who is on the rest of the podcast though i'm starting to get a hint you might have been training with someone that will be on the podcast
1: that is definitely a hint yes
0: look at me putting shit together
1: Mhm. Mhm. So that will be a little bit later for our over under Kevin segment. But I and... know
0: about Edwin. That that was and I'm excited cuz you know, BJJ. Like, yeah, obviously. Hi, how do I do what you do? What's the what's the equation? Just tell me the three-step <laughs> process. Don't want to hear any more. Thanks.
1: We should have a rule on here that if we ask a fighter or a jiu-jitsu guy like, "How do I do what you do?" and they give an answer that just says, "Lots of hard work," we just hang up on the phone right then and there. I-
0: I'm Well Let me think about that Because that sounds Dangerous Okay But I'll I like where your head's at Yeah Yeah right. let's go talk to some people Sounds like a good idea Verbal tap fans, we you know we just we're suckers for the jujitsu, Raph. Especially those people that uh, have those. Uh, we like attackers. That's what we mm-hmm. like. We have a soft spot for people that attack. We like it when they attack Ghee. Uh, we like it when they attack Nogi. We like it all. Our guest today is an attacker, Edwin Najmi. Fighting Igor McIver on July 11th. We're stoked about the submission series, Pro. We've been talking to a lot of fighters on the line this evening. Edwin, Edwin, how are you doing?
3: Good, good. How about you guys? Thanks for having me on. Honored to be on the podcast.
0: Doing great. Yeah, we were telling you off air that we were nervous you might flying triangle or armbar someone. We don't know what you're capable of. I mean, we have a pretty good idea based off of your competitive (laughs) record. How are you? Oh, go ahead.
3: No, I'll just say I haven't developed
1: those powers yet, the flying
0: triangle over the phone. Um, <laughs> Don't believe
1: you those. me. I believe when it is possible, you'll be the first to pioneer it. So we're not really yeah. afraid on that one. And <laughs> I've got to ask you this because I'm curious. As someone who doesn't take to the flighting, um, how long and how many failed attempts does it really take for you to get that flying triangle? Because I feel like every time I would want to try that, it would just go thud. Yeah.
3: Um, I think, like, if, if, like, someone, like, doesn't know how to do it, like, is not there, like, to teach you how, to, like, exactly do it, it probably take a lot of skill attempts just because, like, it's, like, a hard move to break down, you know, like, it looks really complicated. Mm. So, yeah, it might take a lot, maybe, like, a 100, but um, I think, like, if I'm there or, like, someone that understands the move can break it down for you, you can, you can pick it up in probably, like, in an hour or two hours of, like, <laughs> drilling, you know? I was
0: like, it looks really complicated. It's like, well, yeah. it has to, oh, I can't just look that way. Like, <laughs> There's a little bit of... I guess I've always yeah. just wanted to know
1: why is it that you hate triangles on the ground so much? Yeah, what did the you ground like triangle, you triangle do to just do it? just go with the air. You're like, oh, <laughs> boring um, to get a
0: triangle on the ground. Um, I don't know. I
1: think, like, triangle, like, on the ground is,
3: like, kind of like a low percentage move now. Like, as, like, the level gets higher, it's, like, really hard, like, from the close guard, spider guard, like people are like, they're too smart, too high level and like they they don't fall for it. So that's like, I almost don't get any. But uh, when I was like a blue belt, white belt, that's all I did was blue belt, uh, triangles from close guard and spider guard.
2: Mm. And
3: then like, I guess I just apply like the same finishes to the fine triangle. But yeah, it's like almost impossible to do triangles. I try sometimes, but the guys are too smart. They always like back weight, break the grip. (laughs) So that's why. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and what are you training for as you head to Canada? And this is cool. You're headed to the Submission Series Pro, which is a really cool Canadian based spike company that's inviting big fighters, you being one of those big fighters, yeah. out to fight some of their local talent. It's being headlined by Tom DeBlast versus J.O.A.S.S. We got to talk to Tom last week. How are you preparing to go into that environment, jujitsu wise, and fight? Um, not, Nothing the same. I just
3: like, I had like, a little break after the world to take care of some injuries. And then I just got back right into training, just training the same, you know, like twice, three times a day, every day, just getting ready. Like, I don't need to like, change, change much, even though it's, like, submission only, because my game is basically just submission only. I, I don't like, usually win any other way. So, like, I'm lucky. I don't have to change, like, anything. Don't make my training special for it. So, just doing the same thing. and Like, I'm coughing. I, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. First time competing in Canada as well. So, it should be exciting.
1: So when you were told you were going to fight MacGyver, what was the first thing that went through your head?
0: <laughs> well, um, uh, Raph, MacGyver. What's that? with, with MacGyver, with a C, not with a C No, G. I
1: thought he was fighting Richard Dean Anderson as
0: MacGyver. No, no. I, I, first of all, I still like Edwin's chances in that fight. Okay, I do I think too. it's going to be much more competitive, but it's Although, not MacGyver. Although, if I could be fair and, and really
1: play devil's advocate, if MacGyver has a paperclip, his father's love, and some gum... <laughs> I, I, it's kind of equal. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> he fires Edwin into the ocean on a rocket randomly? <laughs> no, no. I mean, Edwin, you're probably prepared for that, too, just in case is a misspelling. Are you yeah, prepared?
4: sure,
2: of course. <laughs> 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 sure. I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've been training for that. Be, Are you uh, kidding? So it's so crazy you you don't know how much Kevin and I have been waiting to say MacGyver... In terms of who you're fighting, but that is not who you're fighting. You're fighting a guy named McIver. Uh What do you know about him? What is uh, the appeal? Like, how did you get involved?
3: All of that stuff. Uh, so, I think I was, like, originally contacted to fight on a January card. And then that that didn't happen. I think I was here or something like that. Or maybe I had a seminar. I, I think I was here, so that didn't work out. And then I was supposed to fight on this card. But then I had my fight schedule when I was a brown belt. So I had a different opponent actually in the beginning, and then after the worlds when I
0: won, I got black belt. They changed my opponent to this guy,
3: so yeah, that's like basically the history.
0: That old yeah. chestnut story you know, yeah, you win but... worlds as a brown belt <laughs> and you get through black belt, and they got to find you a tougher opponent up in, up in the old Canadian. Raph, oh, that happened yeah. to be back in 2003. Been there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but, that was, but yeah, that was yeah like. Normal story.
3: And and then, like, yeah, and I, like, asked to fight a black ball because I, I think it's, like, I don't know. I, I want to already, like, I don't know. If I was a black ball, I wouldn't want to fight a brown belt, especially if, like, he's tough, you know. I mean, that's, like, too smart to do. So, but, yeah, that's why they switch their opponent as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Because uh, <laughs> I fought Cole Poli as a brown belt, and, like, I get the black ball,
0: and, like, I know how it feels, you know. Like,
3: if you're brown belt, you have nothing to lose. And, like, just go for the kill, you know. Like, you, you only have to gain. If you lose, you lose the black ball, so.
0: Yeah. yeah, which is expected yeah. versus yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I like that mentality. And when you say you're training two to three times a day, I'm always curious. What types of rounds are you getting in? Or are you just doing? Are you sticking with a traditional class structure of like a technique beforehand, or you're getting in like competition type rounds? Um, uh,
3: more competition. Like, and now it's like a little more technique. But like usually at home, we just train like a lot of rounds. Day, like we take us a lot of rounds. So, yeah, maybe, like, 15 rounds a day. So, yeah, there's there's not so much drilling, like, you know, or anything like that. Maybe there's, like, specific training some dates and, like, some positions, but we don't drill too much at our gym. So it's kind of like you just go to war, you know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: Just get the shit beat out of you. Love it. (laughs) Like the training sessions. So you're basically just fighting, like, crazy the entire time. And is this this a gi match? Yeah, it's gi, 15 minutes initially okay
1: so oh, let me geez. ask you this you know Edwin, you're always out you're always competing you're you're so active on the circuit what has changed for you because i feel like a lot of people have watched your journey and uh are very familiar with your game and they like you a lot what have you noticed has maybe changed in the past three years have, what kind of breakthroughs have you had just uh not in competition but just in your own jiu-jitsu journey um i feel
3: like my game got like way more complete uh, my second year at Purple belt, So, until Purple bow I, I don't think I ever even, like, attempted a guard pass. So, yeah, every time I started playing on top, I feel like that, like, changed my game. I, like, I I was, like, more complete. I wasn't, like, predictable. So, I, I feel like that changed. And then, like, I, I gained a lot of confidence as well. Like, my own ability to compete and win. And I feel like, like, that, that came from wrestling. I started wrestling, like, two years ago at uh, Church Boys Wrestling. And I feel like, like, with the coach there, uh, Coach Jacob Harmon, and, the training there like they give me like a lot of mental confidence and yeah, like I didn't have it before, you know. Like before I used to go to the tournament and yeah, maybe I'd be scared to find like, the best guy and now like I wanna find the best guys and I wanna beat them. So mm. I think that was like yeah. a, a big big thing.
1: Yeah, we may need to take a second because Kevin doesn't have the luxury of being out here in California like yourself or myself. <laughs> uh <laughs> church boys wrestling. So uh-huh. explain what that is to Kevin because that's
0: great that's a
1: Here's the That's
0: thing, Kev.
1: <laughs> Some of the top level wrestlers are go through there and it is sure. it is amazing. Like whenever I see somebody post a photo that they're training there, uh I'm in awe of their ability to get to train there, but uh I just don't know if a lot of people know of it, maybe outside of these realms. Do you mind kind of <laughs> filling in the blanks there, Ed? Yeah. So it's it's like
3: uh basically like a it's a school, I think, you know, and like a private school, and then like we just use like the mats like a pro wrestling practice. So it's like pro uh, MMA fighters, grapplers, and wrestlers, and then like the coach, coach compartment, he's actually like the wrestling coach of the school, and yeah, it's kind of like an invite only, and it's like it's really high level. It's like the best, best grapplers like Boucher, Juicy, Hong Bahal, you know, Corbina actually just started to go there, like all these high level guys, and then like MMA, there's. Like Papa Los Daniel Darius, so, and then like of course everybody else, but like it, it's just like really really high level and like everyone is there like to be champion, you know, like, you know, like if you're dead slack off, like he won't even let you train pretty much, like or 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 you won't survive, or <laughs> you won't come out. Wow. So it's really high level, and then after like like these 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 guys are high level, and then there's like the high level wrestlers like Aaron Pico and stuff, but like, yeah, like you don't even like while them, they're on
1: their own like corner because like, they'll of course like beat us up, but. <laughs> so when you you know you it is by invite mostly only and when you get that note what's the first thing that goes through your head when you are given that first invite to go train there
3: uh like i to say like it's not, like invite only but it's kind of like a private class you know like you can you can show up if you know know, know somebody and train but it's just like the training is not for everybody like to be honest you have two friends there and then like, they never went back because like it's, it's really really tough like it's honestly way harder than any tournament I've fought in my life. So hmm. it's probably the hardest like two, three hour session that I've had in my whole life. It's like I don't think any anything's even close to that. So it's like really pushes you mentally. There's zero water breaks. It's just like there's, there's actually like as opposed to like jitsu when you're training and then like usually your professor trains the mat I mean, with you. Zero he like, he doesn't train.
0: water breaks. That's terrifying to me. Sorry, I just had a flashback to like six. No, no <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, uh, he's only coaching as well, so that makes a big difference. He's always on top of you. Like, you can never be lazy, never slack, so he's always, like, screaming at you to keep playing harder. So it's it's, it's amazing, you know. Like, uh, you can't ask for anything else
1: than that. There's not, like, a place you can kind of hide out and, you know, just be like, hey, Have a what's good this cry? random <laughs> no. wall that I can kind of train behind? If
3: you sit out here, then, uh, you better, better be ready for this for the beat down but yeah, yeah it sounds like it
1: really does change your your mental vibe because you do have uh-huh. to approach that but if we can't follow up on this water thing
2: why <laughs> the no
1: water because i just i don't know if i've read that scientific journal yet uh-huh. but usually the human body needs water so yeah. With that said, is there an idea for? It? Is it more to like mentally get your mind prepared that you don't need other things that you just need to focus in, on the training? Like, what is it?
3: Yeah, I think it's just like mental strength. Like, like I do not even know about about my technique, but like I, I take so much like mental training like out of there. Like,
4: it's it's crazy. It's like it's really really tough. It's like you're completely out of your comfort zone at all times. It's it's
2: hard to explain.
4: Like. It's hard to explain. You guys can come one day if you want to check it out, you know? Well, wait! What the (laughs) shit is wrong with you? How do
1: you go from telling us, like, you know, I brought some friends and they just didn't come, but Raph, you gotta come. You'll do great. It's a cool experience, though, because, like, it's just,
3: like, it's just so high level and and everyone around you is, like, everyone's a champion, like, something, all all high level competitors. just motivate you, you know, to get better and, you know, keep pushing. Like, if you quit, you look around you and there's always, like, high level guys, you know, keep going and like going harder and harder. So like you like you don't want to quit, you know? It's like it is like good vibes, good energy and it just yeah, I feel like it's like a really, really big part of my training.
1: This is the weirdest mixed signal uh yeah. set of words that I've ever heard in my life. It's like, no, it's great. You see all these people who are like, don't you dare quit but it's good vibes in that like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. But they wanna kill yourself because you don't have any water, but still yeah, you just feel accomplished after, like, you feel like,
3: man, like, I really give it all. Like, you, you can't go there, and I feel like, and you can't leave there and and not give it your all, you know. You just, you just feel like, man, like, when you go when you go to, you go to a tournament, and then you think about those training sessions, you're like, man, no, no one could be me. No one, no one did what I did, and and there's no way like any match or any tournament can be harder than that. I don't think so.
2: so.
1: Well, thank you for this perspective. Uh, one of these days, uh, should I hate my body and not respect myself anymore? That's I definitely way take to you think up, about it,
2: Raph.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I mean, I don't know. That's That sounds insane. Uh, but it does, I do notice a, a higher caliber of wrestler that does come out of there. And and I, I've seen it with other people who do compete in MMA who I know who speak high praises of it. So yeah. that, is, uh, that is a really good thing to to get some insight. And I, I've never really heard it as in-depth as you're talking about it. So that's really cool. Kev, do you feel yeah. jealous
0: now that you don't have this out here? I feel... Yeah, uh, I'd say lucky jealous is the word. Yeah, definitely a hint of jealousy. Mostly luck. Mostly. I just have one of those things where it's like Dave working at Letterman or working at Taco Bell where you're just like crying next to the FICA. It's like, and they're just yelling at you. They're still crying at Church Voice Wrestling. It's like,
2: I'm sorry.
0: That's I'm not trying to. Edwin told me I'd enjoy it. He was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong, and I don't. Uh, that's mostly what I see, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to well, fight.
1: It also does make me a little nervous to think that, like, you know, if Edwin's planning a night out for his friends, it's like, hey, what are we doing, Ed? It's like, oh, dude, we're totally going out. Or, it's going to be great. We're going to Church Boys Wrestling. <laughs> and then oh, I thought we were going to go see a movie, dude. four hours, uh, nah, uphill. Nah, nah. Uh, mountain no, laser tag. The
3: ball, uh, training at home of hall.
1: Yes. And that's a different aspect that I I think is good to get into because I do feel that as opposed to say me, who who doesn't have that kind of precursor because training with Homolo has to at least get you to that point mentally and and technique wise that you're there. So you you do have that going on. How did you guys uh, get together and what was it specifically about him that made you kind of want to go in that direction or that you felt that you guys made a good fit?
3: Um, I, it was honestly like all luck. I just walked into the local juice gym right next to the subway by my house, and it happened to be Whole like, I got really lucky. Like, I think that's like really, really rare. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, almost like none of the top competitors. But yeah, and then, I don't know. We just like, yeah, you just like a like a older brother, maybe like even like like a second father. You know, like uh, like a mentor to me. So yeah, it just worked out great. You know, of course, like a lot of times I felt like killing him because. You know, he pushed me so hard, you know, like maybe the me, me things I didn't want to do, like train so hard, like, you know, like injured or even like when I was over but in the end, like it all paid off and it's going to continue to pay off. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm lucky <laughs> that the local gym was Homo You know, I could have walked into the Actually, there's, there, when I started Jiu-Jitsu, there was two options. There was there was two gyms. That I didn't know like anything about Jiu-Jitsu, but one gym was Homo Bahal and the other one was Jean-Jacques Machado. So, I don't think I would have went wrong with either choice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah,
3: the story would have ended up
1: very well for
3: you. I feel. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got, I, I got lucky. There's no McDonald's around
0: here, so I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I just no I lie.
1: think part of your story involves. So you go to a subway. You're thinking, oh man, I could really go for a Black Forest ham sandwich. Oh, what's this <laughs> Jiu-jitsu?
2: <laughs> oh, I yeah. guess. If, oh, yeah. okay.
1: Because <laughs> here's the other thing. I, I I wonder because I don't know if you know this, but when you go to different gyms. Uh, was it right next to the subway, like in the same shopping kind of center, right next to it? Yeah, next next door, next door, yeah. Okay, Uh, does that ever impede on the way you guys were training? Because those subways, you smell the bread forever. So is that something that you guys smell when you're over at Homolo's? Yeah,
3: like when I started training, I was 16, (laughs) so I didn't really have a diet. So I think I ate there every day. But now... (laughs) But
2: now that it's good, we changed location, so there's
3: no more subway next to it. And now we have a bakery, so it might be
2: even worse. What the shit? Yeah. (laughs) That's a terrible
1: upgrade for you guys. I love that, at least with subway, you had a chance to to really get through with the bakery. Yeah, tough. That's, all right, all right. Well, you know, it's it's all going back to that mental toughness that you guys got to develop as you're going there. Uh, so let me ask you this. What is it that we can expect uh, from the match over at Submission Series Pro? Because I, I don't know that, like, a uh, hundred amount of people, you know, they're, they're starting to get more exposed to it, but I don't know if people really know uh, what the format is or what it's like. Do you mind kind of, like, helping people out to know what that is?
3: Yeah, so basically it's like a... Canada based uh submission only tournament. It's uh every match is uh, fifteen minutes submission only, uh are and O V and then if, it, if there's no submissions you just end the draw so there's no winner. So I think that that's pretty cool. And because it gives you incentive to submit the guy and nobody really wants to draw. And yeah, and pretty much be like uh, put out like the local stars in the area against, like, other guys, you know, they're they flying, like, five, six guys at every event to fight against, like, local guys. But, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool, like, for us to compete in Canada with the guys that are like, out of town and then, like, the people that are, like, living in Canada to, like, test themselves against other people. And, like, some of some of them are, like, really high-level competitors as well. They can be yeah. the world.
0: Are you going to you, you throw some poutine back? Have you put that on the agenda yeah, yet? Definitely, definitely. Last time I was in Montreal, I had some really good poutine. So we're
3: talking
1: I'm
0: planning on going back. Just you know, he's a fighter, Raph. I want to make sure he's thinking about how to refill those calories afterwards. Absolutely, as well as I,
1: it doesn't sound like he's having any problem with the new bakery that he's got right next to. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm I'm
3: a lightweight now, so I don't have to cut too much weight
1: until I to fight the again. So I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wonder too: Are they paying you in American dollars or Canadian dollars? Because, um. Canadian dollars, I'm told. Uh, yeah, yeah. cowboy dollars. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, some, I mean, American. <laughs> okay, just making sure because you know we we love the submission series, pro guys, but like yeah, they're, they're crafty bastards. I'm just saying, I wouldn't know what the conversion rate is, so I might get ripped yeah. off. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. You sound smarter than me, so that's, that's good. We're going
0: to be paying you in Kenyan rubies, so good news. <laughs> Things are – you're making a lot. <laughs> uh, we're for just to have that wired. Well, and you've got some other fights coming up. Uh-huh. You've got stuff sort of planned because you've hit – like you've hit that super fight status. You said you had another – you also um, – you're offering seminars right now, so people are looking for some Edwin Najmi magic. Uh you get in touch with the man yeah. booking of your school. You who are you fighting in September? Um, I'm
3: gonna fight Cashio, Absaldo Mozinho, at, at the Guatemala Open. So that'll be cool I think. Yeah. The he's Guatemala like, uh, Open? Yeah, I the first one ever, they're gonna have like pretty good pretty big super fight. Uh, I think it's me and Cashio and then it's Sean Roberts versus Najid Hage. Um Jake versus Jeff Glover. Yep. Joao Miao versus some somebody,
1: uh, Eddie, some some kind of guys, but yeah, should be good. That's a great card to be a part of. So, I mean, the, yeah. the props to them for getting uh, that out. Um, I do have an interesting, I guess, uh, question. Uh-huh. What is your take on the Budo Jake versus Jeff Glover fight? Uh, I think that's
3: awesome. I think like for Budo Jake could take that match. You know, test himself. I think, it's, I think it's cool. Like, why not? What, what did you have to lose? Now, I know, like, they the, the trained on that roll-up episode a couple years back, and he got beat up pretty bad. So this is a chance to get feedback. back.
1: <laughs> I just remember when I saw it, I thought at first, I was like, oh, cool, where is this going now? And I was like, oh, man, this is a legit thing. Yeah. And I remembered that episode, and I just go, man, wait, did yeah. I just not <laughs> read the trades right? Did they, like, talk some – do they have some beef to settle? Like who has no, beef with no. Jeff Glover like that? So
0: my yeah, brain kind it of
1: melted for a little while. Yeah, I don't know, but I think I think it's cool.
3: It's just like and it it, it, it adds it exposure to the card as well. You know, but it's pretty big in the community, so I think it's cool. Especially only two, I think so
4: should be fun.
1: No, that's uh, fantastic. So you've you've got that going down, and that's I, you're saying the initial version of that one. Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, awesome. That's really, really cool to be a part of. Uh, Kevin, yeah. and I know I, we wanted to ask you too. What did it feel like to be a part of Copa Podio this year?
4: Uh, it was awesome,
3: man. It's probably like the like the the best uh, best like experience of a tournament I've had. You know, like you actually feel like a like a professional athlete. They treat you really good. Ooh. So yeah, I had a great time. I feel like it's like a a good step in the future for the sport, and like they keep it up. Like they're gonna keep on like taking the sports like you know different uh, bigger levels. And, yeah, I I had a great time, honestly. Even though I was, like, I was American in Brazil, like,
0: they they treated me so good, you know? I was American (laughs) in Brazil. (laughs) If only you did something (laughs) they like to watch, fortunately. I was
3: speaking speaking a little Portuguese in a promo, so they love me.
0: (laughs) Everyone's like, I know how to stay, I know how to stay active. I'll stay Oh, my God, he loves the library. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you hear his Portuguese? Excuse me, is Portuguese yeah. Like, Did you hear that? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Le- 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 Leandro Lowe and Felipe
3: were, were teaching me how to talk to talk Mac um, on, the, on the pre-fight interview, so that was pretty fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a black man. I hope I'll be back in October. It would, it would be great. I like what they tell you. Yeah, that's uh, you have to have a lot of trust to listen to them talk shit. I yeah. feel like they could also send you down a pretty dangerous path.
3: Yeah, well I have, I have a pretty good understanding of Portuguese. Like I can understand oh, okay. everything pretty much, but um like I can't like put in my words together like that good yet.
0: But the next thing you yeah. know you say I give free rides on the air. It's all fun and games <laughs> when you're Leandro Lowe. I'm just you gotta keep <laughs> yeah, an eye out. I, th-
3: I think I said like uh, what did I say? What's up guys, my name is Ernajmi. I'll Be ready for war tomorrow or like something like that. But I said, like in a funny way though. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Let's, uh, it was cool. i just love that somebody had to assure you what you said was cool <laughs> like you said it and then somebody goes no but for real you were a real badass on that one we totally told him to say that and he bought it
0: what i was gonna say that's how i would feel if i was like raf raf i need you to load me with some shit what are you yeah. talking about, Kevin? Well, I'm a, I'm I have nothing. I'm about to go. I would
1: 100% give you the best thing in the world, it Kevin. I would not
0: well. play any tricks on you. You'd put a I for promise. sale sign on my chest, it's, uh, <laughs> Edwin. This is a different discussion. You don't need to yeah, be a part of our drama. <laughs> so fighting all over the place, training like crazy. Um, where can people find you just on social media if they're trying to get a shot of your um, you rocking a new gi? just for the people that are, you know, the gear stalkers. (laughs) Not that I'm (laughs) one of them, obviously, rap. I'm just talking about the audience that do like to store. yep. Yeah, so pretty
3: much uh, just like Edwin Aji on on every social media. So I got that locked down
0: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Awesome. So that way you don't have to put the real Edwin (laughs) Aji. It's just a (laughs) a whole problem in the Twitter area. I well, know, I know, I know. <laughs> verbal Tap fans.
3: You know,
0: me. He's not just a <laughs> flying triangle expert. <laughs> Edwin swings by to school us on it. Thank you so much for swinging by the podcast this evening, Edwin.
4: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Verbal Tap fans. Edwin, not...
3: Actually, uh, guys, I have like, Gabriel Argus here. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I don't know if you guys want me to put him off for a second.
1: He's pretty wait, badass I... as well. well. Hold on, wait. He's so... He's just sitting there because – has he been there the whole time? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Well, do us a solid. Obviously, you're great. We love talking with you. But, you know, you're old news now. Go ahead and bring him on. Let's talk with him. All
0: right. You guys are replacing me. I'll remember this. Don't, (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't rewrite this That was Rafa Sparza and the next time you guys roll together, you should just – yeah. Do a feel Jesus natural. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'll put him on. There you go. Thanks, man.
4: Hey, what's up, guys? This
0: is Gabriel. Not
1: much, man. How you how you doing, dude?
4: I'm doing fine. I'm just hearing you the the podcast with uh with Admin having fun
0: uh with the talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for talking to uh, to me too. And Gabriel's like, I'll steal that fucking mic. Are you kidding? <laughs> I know how to choke people. how how you doing this evening?
4: I'm doing great. Yeah, we do just like uh, we're doing some couple workouts here in the morning. So we're chilling here, me and Admi after that, and
0: uh, and I'll have
4: some fun in the podcast.
0: <laughs> and what does training mean in the morning? You guys are gonna like run up two mountains and fight for two hours? What do you have scheduled for the morning?
4: Uh for the morning we're gonna uh, we're doing a lot of no git training, especially for the ATC camp, camp for for Honorable House, So. Pretty much every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the training is like two, uh, two and a half hours of, couple, a little bit of like drilling during the, uh, during the warm up uh, for some takedown entries for him, and then a lot of, uh, a lot of sparring. <laughs> a lot of
0: sparring. <laughs> and may I ask, because this is always something I'm curious about with like, uh, I don't get to, I don't do the top level competition training. I know, buckle mm-hmm. in on a surprise, but I do a lot of training. Are you guys, like, heel hooking and foot attacks on that, or does it kind of depend on the match? Uh,
4: Yeah, for sure. Especially now, uh, we're trying to attempt, like, some uh, rhythm in the knee and uh, heel hooks so Homer can get used to uh, to the game, you know. So, especially for the points, uh, we're doing ATC rules pretty much, you know. So, yeah. uh, starting standing, there's not uh, so much of pulling guard right now. So, we can all get uh, him on the same, everybody on the same page for the for the training camp, you know, so it's been great for him and great for uh, everyone else that's going to compete on the Nogi season as well, so it's been great, yeah, really hard training.
0: (laughs) And Nogi is always, uh, I tried to flying triangle someone recently, slid off because we were on like our fifth round of training Nogi, nearly went (laughs) into a wall. Wow.
4: Um, (laughs) That, That must be hard. (laughs) <laughs> I have tried a couple times of flying triangle. I had some like uh, maybe three attempts uh, during the world and ends and didn't end up so well. I think uh, imagine you should uh, give me some private with that because the flying triangle didn't go <laughs> work out so good for me. I saw my neck and I almost didn't finish the fight. So, uh, and that's not not one of those flying triangles.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I don't. I don't tend to mess around with them all that much. Uh, I mean, Edwin's obviously somebody that you look up to when you see those things, and you go, "Wow, that'd be great." I'm not doing it, but yeah, for sure, uh, it's great
4: to watch. Not to do it for me. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: I'll watch that highlight forever. But I, mm-mm. nope, nope, thank you. Uh, but when you're <laughs> looking at somebody like Kevin, and Kevin does it, and calls me and goes, "Raph, I tried to flying triangle someone today. Uh, it's you know, it didn't go great." Yeah. <laughs> and there's not much you can tell him uh, that uh, brings him out of that. But tell us a little bit about you. You know, where did training start for you? How did you get uh, involved in, in coming out this way? And, and how did you end up meeting Edwin?
4: Uh, I met Edwin, actually, the first time that I came here, which was back in 2012, when uh, me and F- uh, Philip Pena, a he brought me uh, for my, actually, first uh, world camp. So that's when uh, I started training with Romulo, and then I met Edwin. So, since then, I've been coming back and forth, you know, training in Brazil with Felipe and coming here to train at And uh, it's been great, you know. Like, in Homeloo, they, they helped me so much uh, as far as training and competition. So, it's been a great journey, actually. Like, I'm uh, glad I chose that path for me, you know. I, it was like, back in 2012, was just a dream. Like, me and Eddie was like just a blue belt and training, a uh, dream to be a, become a world champion. And now, like, we look back and see uh, that we actually achieved that and now we're leaving just to so it's just like to uh, be glad to death it's just uh, it's a blast
1: mm. well, when you guys were were, well you're staying with Edwin right now right? yeah yeah I'm with him okay do me a favor because I want to know what is the coolest thing in his house that people wouldn't expect?
4: the coolest yeah
0: We not like I'm case questions. of the
1: joint like I want to you know take it but let's just say maybe I don't know maybe he's got some Hickson holy water somewhere or maybe he's got some weird uh, jujitsu memorabilia that we don't know about like is there something there that you just wouldn't have expected that that is in the, the Najmi household
4: uh, yeah, there's a, <laughs> uh, a waterfall, actually. So, like, we we jump and then <laughs> we had some fun here. But, yeah, I would say that's the, <laughs> the the special thing here, you know.
1: So, <clears throat> you, the special thing is a waterfall, which, A, I 100% am jealous of. I was like, uh, yeah, baller <laughs> status. <laughs> <I'm so waterfall. laughs> but number <laughs> dose when you say you're having fun,
4: what are you guys doing? Like...
2: I just, uh, at
1: first... just do
4: like some jumps, you know, like uh, when you're chilling by the pool, backflip, flip. I know don't do that. Uh, don't do this at home. OK, kids. But <laughs> <laughs> we had some fun like here and there, like doing some jumps and uh, when everybody's here together hanging out. And that's pretty much it. That's all I uh, would do. You know, train, like, live the lifestyle and have fun, hang out together.
1: <laughs> that's good stuff, man. How long are you out here for?
4: Uh, out here, probably until Nogi Woods, and okay. uh, I have. A, I'm actually having a super fight in England, a super 15. Actually, not a super fight. It's going to be a Grand Prix with uh, Brian Morisi, uh, Sebastian Broche, and somebody else for the brown oh. belt 85. Uh, to, uh, to, like Grand Prix, they're going to have. So looking forward to that, and also the Nogi season 10 ends in Nogi Woods.
1: Okay, now, you can't
4: hate me, but I just
1: wished Sebastian a happy birthday. Um,
4: okay, no problem, no worries. <laughs> okay,
1: just making sure that we're still good because he's good people in a hell of a competitor. So I, I like that matchup or that Grand Prix a lot. Yeah, that should be fun. <laughs> that's awesome. And and that's how did that come together? Where is that going to be taking place at?
4: Uh, it's gonna be in England. I don't know. I know. I'm not sure the name of the city, but uh, it's gonna be September 25th. I wanna say, and uh, so it's gonna be a 15-minute match and submission only, uh, Guy, uh, with the gi. So looking forward to that. Like good competitors, and I'm also gonna be there after that for one week, maybe couple seminars. So looking forward for the tournament, and like I've seen like just the videos and the. Uh, the press about that and i'm glad to be part of it and looks great yeah
0: absolutely how frequently do you do tournaments right now like what's your uh, do, are you purposefully keeping them spaced out or do you just kind of sort of accept fights as they come along and hope they fit in like how do you negotiate that
4: uh like it's like for example right now i'm just keeping my training sharp so uh As much as much I can do, I'm going to fight, super fight. And next week I'm actually doing American Nationals as well. So, uh, yeah, like as far as much as I can, I try to compete, you know, especially when I'm in shape
0: and uh, no injuries like right now.
4: So I try to do as much as I can.
0: (laughs) Probably feels great. Well, Gabe, where can people find you if they're trying to uh, check you out, see where you're fighting next and uh, keep an eye on your jujitsu stylings?
4: Uh, pretty much uh, just Gabriel Arges on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, on my website, ArgesBJJ.com. You guys can find me out there and then keep in touch, support me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't a question, that was a directed command in case you were, listeners weren't <laughs> sure. So, you have a very dangerous man who can come and beat you up, uh, <laughs> Gabe. Uh, we think the world of you, man. That's uh, really cool. We've been fans. We watched uh, all of your highlights. You know, I mean, you're, you're doing good stuff and I can only imagine the type of training that you are both uh, giving and helping with out here.
0: For sure. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Not a problem.
0: And Jay Argis, Arges Online. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a great special guest, especially as Raf and I keep from the Edmund Shamji. Flying triangles, as well as the game Argus. Flying <laughs> triangles, which I imagine are also very good, if we're just being honest. Uh, great wrap up. Thanks, guys, very much for streaming by the podcast.
4: Thank you so much for talking to us, and uh, it was a great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I had a great time. i hope, looking forward to seeing the team episode. <music>
0: Raf, the little engine that could, with the world tour known as UFC 189, certainly leapt down. It leapt up a mountain. That's what it did. Mm -hmm. Nothing short of leapt for a train, if we're following the metaphor. And we finally arrived at whatever (laughs) Mendez-McGregor mountain is left. We're going to do some over-under Kevin. Kevin.
1: Yes. uh, Begrudgingly, because the card has changed. Uh, The most prominent fight is now obsolete. Not like they took a world tour to go promote it or anything, but whatevsies. Everybody's cool with it. Dana's not. Um, So the interesting part about this is, Kev, whenever we do an over-under Kevin, I try and find you uh, somebody kind of on paper should be equally matched to you, right?
0: Um. No, that has never been your paradigm. <laughs> no. Well, um, I try and you always pick people pay me with like crazy credentials that have helped bankrupt Vegas or beat up people in the nineties. Sure.
1: And the weird part about this is, Kev. This week, I was like, "All right, what are things Kevin's known for?" Kevin is known for being uh, a comic. Apparently, I'm told. And he's also known for being a purple belt, which, you know, I found another one. It's like you can throw a rock here in L.A. and you can find one of those.
0: Well, yeah, especially in L.A. where they're just giving yeah. them out like street hot dogs. But, yeah,
1: that's interesting. You would say that because <laughs> I, I don't know have where that a came Jean from. Jacques purple belt and the owner of the L.A. Jitsu Club. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our friend Joey House. Joey, how are you doing today, man? I'm
5: doing fantastic. Yourself?
1: Not bad. What is your first impression of Kevin hearing all that he had to say about L.A. Jiu-Jitsu?
5: Well, coming from D.C., the fact that he's talking shit on Southern California Jiu-Jitsu, kind of, I won't say the epicenter of it, but kind of close to it, and yes, I did get my purple belt from John Jacques Machado, so not quite the same thing as getting a street hot dog, but I'm sure the purple belt from D.C. do not come too easily either, though.
0: Now, Raph, I agree. So, I genuinely do. Um, I agree. And if you want to learn to do jiu-jitsu from your shoulder blades, head to Southern California. There's no better place to learn it on earth to do it from your shoulder blades. If you want to learn jujitsu from any other position, you know, go someplace else. That's, that's I mean, that's my theory. I don't know if you guys want jiu- to comment. Leg like, locks like,
5: aren't, like, real jiu-jitsu anyway, so. Ex- exactly.
0: First <laughs> of all. <laughs> Thanks for saying it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Joey, uh, you know, you, you, you did uh, a wonderful seminar yesterday. Uh, you guys hosted with – it was – who was there?
5: That was Brian Peterson. Brian Peterson is a phenomenal instructor over at Big John McCarthy's gym. Uh, I was actually – I started as a student under him. He actually promoted me to my blue belt. And he – I got into a couple of his seminars, and every time I leave, I leave with something that actually stays a part of my game like, forever. So –
0: you know, if you're getting barato plotted by me or anything like that, that is Brian Peterson's doing. Hey, that's a podcast favorite move. Barato <laughs> Plata. Don't <laughs> well, tread it yes. on. I'm really glad
1: that Kevin is really trying to take ownership of it now, too. Um, <laughs> you know, Joey, for those of us who may not know you, tell us three things we should know about you right now.
5: All right. Well, I am a purple ball in Jiu-Jitsu under John Jack Machado. Mm-hmm. I was a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. And um, I don't know. I'm going between that. I was a college wrestler. stick with I was a college wrestler as well. Okay. i stand comedy. That's four things. I stuck it in there.
1: Well, okay. Um, you weren't asked for, for four. You were asked for three. So we're just going to discard <laughs> one of them. We're going to discard that you were a wrestler because what reports is oh, that? I was,
0: I was tossing out the Marine Corps stuff, Raph. I figured we should keep the jiu-jitsu. It's just difficult with uh... – is he good-looking too? I feel like he is from my pictures I've seen Am I? I just don't like his ego. I'm adding a fifth thing. Sorry. Go ahead, Raph. What were you saying? Uh,
1: I was saying he probably has uh, five more a pack than you, so – uh, or do we count the – Kevin has like a negative six-pack. Is that something you can have? Because I think yeah, that's what Kevin has.
0: Well, they're I just that's facing true. the wrong direction. They're just they, – they, they're there. They just don't – they're not braggers. So <laughs> <laughs> there's just need to get
1: out So of the beauty of it is yesterday uh, they hosted a great seminar. Joey obviously had a great connection with Brian. Brian actually cooked a great set of ribs – uh, that I was uh, highly entertained, and I couldn't figure out if he was a better rib cooker or if he was a better instructor. What say you, Joey?
5: Oh, that's a close one, but the reason I had him teach a seminar and I had him cook the rib was because he's pretty phenomenal at both.
1: One might say that's deceptive, Joey, to have someone come to do a seminar at your LA Jiu Jitsu club just so that you could get ribs.
5: Well, you know, I'm hungry to say. Same- this thing is not a cheap operation to run, and so however I can get through, whether it be my parents or friends teaching seminars at the club, you know, I'm, not a, I'm not ashamed to do any
1: of it. Now, he put down he was a coral belt in barbecue. Uh, do you feel he lives up to that?
5: I would say so. Like I'm not 100% sure on his lineage, but... Okay. pretty good at the barbecue.
0: (laughs) Joey's like, I don't want to commit until I know he's not like a barbecue online student. And then once I understand
5: that he really put the time in on the grill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Joey, before we go on any further, obviously, uh, you know, we've talked about the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club here on the show. Uh, For somebody who's never heard of it, what is it? What's the premise and what is the rationale behind you guys doing that?
5: Um, I guess the best way I would describe it is kind of like it's uh, a, a jiu-jitsu supplement. It's not going to be your number one academy, and if it is, we'll actually be happy to teach you. But what it is is people who already train at different academies, they come here, and we, we kind of exchange techniques. We do open that. We don't belt anybody here. And we also we also do a lot of cool seminars. We've had, as you said, Brian Peterson. We've had Felicia O. Um, we've had Richie Boogeyman Martinez. Gary Tonin has done a seminar here. And we, so we do like seminars, uh, you, could, you become a member, and you get these uh, discounts on seminars, you get free for all these open mats, and we also, we do a lot of just hanging out afterwards, we do a lot of jiu-jitsu, and then we jump into our pool, sometimes we have the barbecue, and we eat delicious ribs. <laughs>
1: it's actually a quite enjoyable experience. So to anybody wondering about it, it's the LA jiu-jitsu club. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. And people can actually stay there too, as well.
5: Yes, we are. We do act as a bed and breakfast. So if you, let's say you do train in Washington, DC, and you want to know what Brazilian jiu-jitsu is all about, you come (laughs) to Southern California and you come to the Los Angeles jiu-jitsu club, you stay, you can train here. And we are very close to a lot of the academies that are, uh, that are nearby. You know, a lot of these big, big academies are only 30, 35 minutes away top.
1: I just enjoy the fact that uh, you have this ability to do this sort of stuff and that you have people who just randomly are there. When Gary was teaching his seminar, did somebody happen to stay there that night? Oh, we had a few people staying here that night,
5: but uh, we actually did have Samir Shahantri and Oswaldo uh, Cacheno staying here they weren't at the seminar because they were busy competing at Worlds, um, but they actually stayed here. We are having a Samir Shantri seminar. Um, I don't have – I want to say July 26th. It's on a Saturday. It is around that time. We will have the date up when we are uh, – when I know 100%. But I believe it's July 26th.
2: Excellent. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was just funny to like look around and see Gary hosting a seminar and like teaching – and Samir's like, okay, guys got to go compete at Worlds. And you're like, where am I? Yeah.
5: We got to train with them as well. And it like, you know, we get beat up by these world champions on a pretty on a pretty consistent basis. So it is not a bad gig. I think that's the reason we actually started this club was just so we can train as much jujitsu with some of like the best guys out there. Just whenever we don't even have to go anywhere. We're just at home.
1: <laughs> that's so cool. Well, uh, like I said, you guys want to check out the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. If you're coming out here from out of town, please go give them a look up. It's really cool. They couldn't be two nicer guys. And, uh, you know, I think that's enough uh, doing all that. Kev, do you want to get straight to the game?
0: I am fucking begging that you'll stop the charming Joey parade it's been so far and we can get to some real gritty UFC 189 action. All right, let's do it. Mm. Hold on, that was my cue to hit the sound, wasn't it? <laughs> no, just
1: that's the she cue to... It <laughs> th- to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> only took me an extra five <laughs> seconds to get caught up on that, Tender. As the text message comes in. I really appreciate that you also
1: got an update on your phone as well at the same time. I
0: always re-edit in... The audio, I just like to use it as a placeholder. You know yeah, this. Okay.
1: I do, but <laughs> it's still the stupidest <laughs> thing we do on this show, When the guest is like, what the fuck is happening? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, this is the way it works. It's over under Kevin. Basically what we do is we put Kevin's ability to not win at picking UFC pay-per-view picks in fights against anybody else. And uh, this week we brought on our good friend Joey House from the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club to take on Kevin's picks. The way it works is uh it is very simple we do 15 second increments both competitors get to say who they think will win make their arguments if i so feel it i will allow 15 seconds for rebuttal we do this all the way throughout the card randomly picked at a win's notice and at the end it's best out of 11 because there are 11 fights right now things can change we've learned that about ufc 189 and uh that's about it gentlemen do you have any questions before we start uh joey no i think it's pretty straightforward okay Okay, um, Joey, you know, you've gotten here, Kevin, do you think he's a little afraid of you considering, I don't know, I mean, you've been doing comedy for less time, you're already funnier than him, is that a problem, do you think he's jealous of that?
0: Are you guys both still there? Like, yeah. I'm still here.
5: I'm i directed at Kevin,
1: is what I hate. Well, okay, let's ask that one again there, Joey. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you think kevin is afraid of you that in long silence doesn't bode well for you
0: happy to answer no this is joey i'm sure kevin's a skilled and usable opponent and he just understands there
1: it is mm, that was a good vocal impression <laughs> <That's>, of joey <joking.
0: laughs> you you, really
1: I tell the idea. jewish in him kev so really I put a really lot good of work
0: there. into it i put a lot of work <laughs>
1: Uh, Joey, if you were to respond as Kevin, how would you say uh, your braggadociousness for this uh, contest?
5: I don't know, I'm actually kind of upset about the Jewish comment right there. <laughs>
1: you don't get to tell the moderator what you think.
5: <laughs> I, I feel that, that upset, I've already too, got yes. this, that Kevin really isn't going to be much of a match to me. I feel like I've seen his record, and it is pretty bad.
1: It is. It is actually terrible. We we do have that on record. All right, gentlemen, let's get straight to it. All right. Uh, the first fight is going to be a bantamweight competition. It is going to be Brad Pickett versus Thomas Almeida. Kev, you start us off. You
0: have 15 seconds on the clock. Go. Uh, this is easy. I'm from the South. We'll be taking Brad one-punch Pickett from England. Over the Brazilian favorite, this is a little bit of an upset alert on my watch. Brad One Punch Picket from England. UK. Man. All right, let's. Uh, don't use accents
1: ever again, uh, Joey. I'm putting 15 seconds on the clock. You go.
5: All right, let's start this one to zero against uh, Kevin. Here I'm going to go with Almeida. He's undefeated. You always got to take the up and comer versus kind of the tough guy who's closing the end of his career.
0: Oh.
1: oh, Kev, would you say he's close to the end of his career?
0: <laughs> uh, Joey, I'm not going to retire anyone. It's 25 <laughs> and 10. Uh, that tends to be more of a submission fighter because I respect that about the submission fighter. Plus, it's 135 pounds. You can fight till you're 90. No one notices. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. We're going to go back to Joey on this. Uh, Joey, do you think it's odd that Kevin would bring up submission fighting when he clearly does not know what that is? Uh, 15 to you.
5: Um. Well, I thought he was a proto belt, but as you said, it is in DC, so I'm actually. I would say that
0: is correct.
1: Okay, that's very good. I like where this is headed, gentlemen. It seems like you Look have a out. nice.
0: Someone won't stop throwing flames this way, Raph. I'm just gonna say, let's keep the guests appropriate.
1: Uh, I'm not doing anything. However, uh, update for everybody in the other uh, 49 states. Uh, just in Washington DC, just got the lapel guard. So
2: <laughs> we're waiting
1: to hear word on how that goes. But <laughs> uh, let's go to our next fight. Kevin, shut up. <laughs> Okay. We're going to go to our next fight. Our next fight is a welterweight fight. It's between Gunnar Nelson and Brandon Thatch. We're going to start with you, Joey. 15 on the clock.
5: I'm going to have to go with Gunnar Nelson on this one. I feel they're both tough fighters. They're both coming off uh, longer the to tough guys. But I guess I got to go with the
0: grappler against the striker. So I'm going to go with Gunnar Nelson.
1: All right. All right. Kevin, got 15 on the clock for you.
0: Oh, all I hear is that moment when Gore was like, "No, I'm also like Bush. I can do things." I just hear Joey adapting my grappler peel strategy. Brandon <laughs> Thatch is the ruckus. He's from the USA. Gunnar Nelson okay, is from fucking Iceland. Yep,
1: all right, let me go. This back is to a this mighty question. ducks line Kevin, drawn. Brandon up. Thatch Here's it thing,
0: is Joey. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not going to pick the, Gunnar the from fucking Gordon Kevin? Bombay's hate list. Kevin? Like, as an American, I'm not going to choose it. Raf.
1: Kevin, if you keep talking, I'm not going to give you a pick next go-around. So, shut your mouth and wait for your turn. It's rude to speak <laughs> over our guest. I'm going to go back to you over here, Joey, because I have to ask you. Kevin was spewing on a lot of nonsense. Uh, did you pick up anything from it? Was there any insight into how he's making his picks now?
5: Yes, it's probably not the most intelligent way, but... In his defense, as a as a Marine, the day after Independence Day, I probably should go with the American, but I'm going with my gut, and I will say gut or doubt, but I'm going to stick with that.
1: All right, all right, Kev, I'm going to still ask you this. You know, he did bring up the fact he was a Marine. Do you think he's feeling a little self-conscious now about his pick? Seven seconds on the I clock. Mean, he's
0: appealed to the grapplers. He's appealed to the Marines. I have a feeling he's going to be like, no, trust me, I'm for the kids next. If I'm gonna go, pets are on the way.
1: Don't worry. He's, uh, he's like ODB. Wu-Tang is for the children, kids. Wu-Tang is for the children. Let's go to our Ain't next fight. Kev, you're going to lead with. us off on this one it is a welterweight match between matt brown and tim means
0: uh first of all mean mug alert i always go with the dirty bird tim means is my man i ride or die with him we're like uh fast and the furious movie without all of the close ties tim means baby
1: uh, let's go ahead and put it on the record that Kevin actually did not pick Tim Means in his last fight, so just for the public record, Kevin did not pick Tim Means on the last fight, but let's go ahead and go to Joey. 15 seconds on the clock, go.
5: I've also got Tim Means. I feel he has the, uh, they're both coming off wins, but I mean, Means is coming off wins, and Brown's coming off losses, Like once again, I feel that he's more of the up-wing and comer, and
0: I'm
1: not feeling that way about Matt Brown right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Kev, explain yourself. Why did you vote against Tim Means last time?
0: First of all, no one ever votes against Tim Means. They only vote for him being in an alcohol-induced coma before the fight. That's what people presume. I thought he was going to party before the last one. He didn't, so I'm going with him this time. But frankly, over number five, Ranked the Immortal, I'm not interested.
1: All right, And, and Joey, on this side... You're convinced about what? What is it that's speaking to you about Tim Means right now? Dirty
5: bird. Say that one more time. What is it that
1: what? What is it that is speaking out to you about Tim Means right now? The dirty bird.
5: He's kind of just on a chair right now. He's winning, and I can't really say the same for Matt
1: Brown. Ooh, have you considered that Matt Brown has faced some pretty big opponents? I mean, does that ever weigh into any kind of factor, or well, are you just?
5: Yeah, so it was the fact that, you know, they were both the guys in the title fight. But I feel like that would be something to, cheer, to your psyche, and I feel that it's, it's, when you have momentum on your side, things are a little bit easier.
1: Okay, okay. All right, Joey, we're going to stick with you on this next fight. It's going to be a bantamweight fight between Cody Garbrandt and Henry Brionis. You have 15 on the clock, go. Um,
5: I actually
1: have no idea on that one. That is... Was... Which name sounds prettier to you? I'm going to go with Briones. Okay, Briones. Okay. Briones. Kev, what do you got for us?
0: Um, Undefeated. America. 100% KO. TKO. Artist. Cody. No love. Neck tattoo. Garbert.
1: Okay. Uh, Kev, I'm going to stick with you on this. Why that pick? 15 Neck seconds.
0: tattoo, Raph. I said neck tattoo. Have I ever said neck tattoo and not chosen the fighter? The answer is probably no. I can't be clear because this is a new paradigm. But if you have a full neck tattoo, I usually pick you because i'm gonna give you a few more like i'm gonna give you
1: five more seconds because people you may understand this is an audio podcast so people don't get to see what the tattoo is is it is a
0: fucking thick neck tattoo like there is no skin of his neck left it is a tribal symbol that makes him look like a member of an x-men cast without the sweater (laughs)
1: okay without the sweater how many x-men members are wearing sweaters
0: you know they're wearing that stupid ivy league sweater with the x on the front it's like a turtleneck but it's like the mock turtle no no as a tactical garment x-men were the so first stupid. ones to recognize
1: when kevin tries to make references that don't hit it's the most like. magical part on the show it always makes me laugh the most uh, Kev, we're going to stick on you for this next fight. It is a welterweight fight between Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald, which, by the way, is a championship fight, which means I've got to give you 20 seconds, actually. So, go.
0: Fuck Rory McDonald and his stupid face. I hope they mean-tweet that on Kimmel. Not a fan. Choosing ruthless Robbie Lawler, also assuming his much-needed slumber will help him prevail.
1: Okay. Um, Let's go ahead and make sure that uh, we make it very clear that uh, Rory McDonald would never make it on Kimmel to have mean tweets said about him because he's that boring. Let's go over to Joey. 15 (sighs) seconds on the clock.
5: I am also going to be going for Robbie Longo in this. It uh, it has nothing to do with Rory McDonald's stupid face. I I feel you have to go with the champion in a championship fight unless it's a huge up-and-comer, which I don't think... Rory McDonald exactly is. So I'm going to go
1: with Robbie Lawler. Okay. All right, Kev, what do you think of that choice?
0: Sounds like someone's pandering to what the consensus expert on the show already said. That's what it sounds like. Mm. I have a 50-50
5: shot here, and we're going to have to agree on some of these.
0: (laughs) Just in case, Kevin, you were too stupid to figure out the way the game works. What the odds were. I was like, oh, see, I thought I had a 33% chance, so that's why he's we're approaching it differently. I get it now. Yeah, that's my fault.
2: <laughs> I could listen
1: to that all day. Uh, let's go to our next fight. It is a flyweight bout, and, Joey, we're going to stick on you for this one. It is a flyweight bout between Neil Siri and Louis Smolkla. Smolkla?
5: You know, um,
0: I'm not sure that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Smokla because of uh, I think he has a better record. Okay. Kev? What, he thinks he has a better record is code for I'm looking at his page and I can't do the math fast enough. I can do the math fast enough. The <laughs> last samurai versus two tap. <laughs> this is easy. I'm going with Luis Smolka. Okay. Uh, I need to go to Joey. Joey, I need to
1: ask you. Kevin accused you of not being able to do the mass slow enough. Um,
2: are you able <laughs> to do the math slow enough?
5: <laughs> I will admit that he got me on the page being open, but the math slow enough, not quite. I get I get that Luis Smolka doesn't have a better record
4: than the old series.
1: Well, okay. I think that's pretty thorough. Let's go to our next match, guys. It is going to be a welterweight fight. Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's Mike Swick versus Alex Garcia.
0: Go. Mike Swick has fucked me before. You know that. You do know that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the Dominican nightmare is fucking not in. Because Mike Quick Swick, I've got to do it again. I'm going with him again. He doesn't have gloves on in his picture. I have to pick that.
1: Okay, so you're going with Swick on that one, yeah? <sighs> yeah. It was a big fake out. And uh, I would love to give Joey his time to go, but let's talk about what you said there. What, were, what was the exact phrasing you were using?
0: Uh, he fucked me before.
1: Okay, where
0: oh. on the doll
1: did he touch no, you? No, come on, Raph, Demonstrate you know this where. Is,
0: this goes back a few fights. I I love my. That's experience. the end of that. All I'm right, let's go to
1: Joey. A... Joey, you have 15 seconds on the clock. Go. All
5: right, we all we all heard what Kevin said, and because I'm going to go with Alex Garcia, I will stay with the un-American thing of taking the un-American fighter, but I feel he does have the better record, and and that was, and I think he is a little bit more jacked as well. So I'm going to go. With
0: is that. the word un-American? Is that how we refer to them? The un American? He's the Dominican <laughs> nightmare. That's his nickname. Not the un American nightmare. I'm just saying for the record. I think it's it's important.
5: I'm still sticking
1: with him. <laughs> I you know, it's an interesting choice of words, Kevin. It's still like, you know, ref, he's fucked me. He's fucked me and you know that. Let's like it just it's phrasing, you know? Phrasing at its finest, Kevin. All right. It's let's go to our next <laughs> let's go to our next fight. Joey, you're gonna lead us off on this one. It is a featherweight fight between Dennis Bermudez and Jeremy Stevens. Fifteen
5: go. Dennis Bermudez and Jeremy Stevens. I'm gonna go with Bermudez. Uh, Jeremy Stevens is coming off of two losses, and Dennis
0: Bermudez is kind of on his way up,
1: so I'm gonna go with him. Okay. All right, Kev, what do you got for us? 15 on the clock, go.
0: No one's getting knocked out. That's for goddamn sure. But if it happens, Jeremy Lil' Heathen (laughs) Stevens is on a real heater, and I have a great feeling about his striking. This one's not going to go to the ground because they're too wet and small. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you this, Joey. What's a heater? (laughs) What is a
5: heater? I have no idea. Kevin's talking nonsense over here.
1: Okay, good. That's a good perceptive uh, pick. I'm going to ask Kevin. Kev, I've got 15 seconds
0: on the clock. Just curious, what's a heater? A heater is an MMA version for 1-2-loss-2. Two, two. He might have lost his last few fights. That doesn't mean he didn't win the few before that. So he's on an MMA heater. Get Can it you rack. do me a
1: favor? Can you yeah. describe where the word heater comes from in a context, please, for uh, <laughs> MMA?
0: Yeah, you know how in Minnesota sometimes your heater will come on and off, and you'll say it's on a bit of a heater? No.
2: No. Yeah, I'm from
0: South California. I've never heard that before. I'll work on it then, (laughs) Joey. and rap you two are both from south carolina you're neither of you understand what's going on
1: from south carolina too sorry i got stuck beautiful. in the racist
0: mode you're both from south california southern california whatever you want to call south it neither of you understand Cal- what's going oh on in in the red states
1: the best part of this that's happening right now is kevin refuses to just let it drop you're from
0: east just, low california wherever that is it's on the going other side out just the
1: punching bottom. in every direction he can not connecting to anything but you know kevin you have to admire your ability to just stay on an
0: mma heater
1: (laughs) (laughs) you when you say heater and you're trying to define it in the mma context and your definition is actually worse than the contextual definition thought i killed it it's magic thank you kevin of course you did all right, we're going to go to this next fight. Uh, Joey, no, it's Kevin. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is a welterweight fight between Kahal Pendred versus John Howard.
0: Please tell me BJ Penn's going to be in the back yelling, Kahal.
2: Kahal. I hear it's very different. No, I feel no. like
0: Cajal's overrated. Cahal. I always have a little bit. He was on the season of The Ultimate Fighter. John Doomsday Howard is taking this one home for the... Local drinking crowd.
1: Okay, that's good. Um, we're actually going to let special guest uh, BJ Penn announce uh, the next uh, several minutes of uh, no this way. telecast. BJ, are, you, are you in the studio right now? <laughs> Is-
2: oh, definitely, Braj. BJ's no, here. let's go ahead. Okay. Hey. Um uh, Right now, we're going to go to um, our good friend. Uh, you know him. He's a Braj. He loves burritos, too. Like, you got to love him, like everybody – so let's go to Joy House. Joy, who do you have? 15 seconds, Josh. I'm
5: not even Hawaiian. I am horribly offended by that. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say pitfall Pet- Pet- Pendridge just because it's a better record.
2: Oh, okay, that way I can yell out Cajal, even though it's not offensive. Cajal! No, right.
0: <laughs> he yell, always yells it. Yell, yell your thing that you yell when Cajal's
2: fighting. When I would be all, Cajal! Yeah, <laughs> that's no Cajal. 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 A lot of people have wondered why I haven't been on this podcast, but, like, I'm getting put into the UFC Hall of Fame, y'all. So... If the impression is a bit rusty, it's because I haven't even brought oh, that on. It's so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually kind of
5: impressed. That's not too bad.
2: Oh no, it's actually really good. You wouldn't know though. All right, I'm gone forever, BJ Penn. <laughs> well, oh, guys, that was
1: entertaining. BJ, Thank thanks. you, BJ. We appreciate you yeah. stopping by the podcast as always. Uh, Kev, let me ask you this though: Do you feel that at this point, where are you? mentally do you feel that you have somebody who is pushing the pressure do you have somebody that is pushing the action or do you feel that this is somebody who you have a chance at submitting
0: i feel like a 205 pounder and a 135 pound bout if you really want to know raf i feel like i have a lot of i have a lot of advantage here and it's up to me to screw it up and i i don't think i'm going to
1: hmm joey your response to that
0: this is like fighting eric medina when you know jiu-jitsu you know, it's easy. It's just not very difficult.
1: Mm. Oh, I don't even know what you are talking about right now. I
5: was, I'm still so lost on BJ. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: I would just like to ask you, uh, Joey, did it get a little bit more serious when he brought up your wife?
5: When he brought up my wife?
1: Yeah, your wife. Your wife, Eric oh, Medina.
5: Got it. Well, you know... Eric does his own thing, like you talk about all the shit on
2: Eric
5: you
1: want, I know he's a flawed man.: <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are listening in and thinking this is an inappropriate joke, I will let you know it's 100 percent not inappropriate. This is a joke that both Eric and Joey make about each other. They refer to each other as husband and husband, or sometimes husband and wife, depending oh. on the context. It's just their weird dynamic, and somehow it's wonderfully fitting, and we're glad for the both of you. Well, thank you. As you know, yeah. things are changing in this country. It's 2015. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when they make it real, it gets weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go to, uh, I think on this one, uh, is it Joey that starts it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey, it is uh, the fight between Yos Dennis Sedeno versus Cody Pister. All right, I'm going to go with Yo Dennis. That is a
5: fucking
0: cool name pink panther
1: Tennis yeah. <laughs> is such a great name kevin ephras 15 go
0: i'm afraid i have to hear bruce buffer announce cody the fist fister as a victory <laughs> march because uh, i have no choice so i'm going with cody fister obviously
1: do you, is there any other reason that you are making nope, nope, on this guy none.
0: not another single reason other than his name
1: Especially in the fact that it is a like the first fight on the card. I'm gonna need <laughs> like, you to.
0: It was Yo Dennis Cedeno versus Who Raff Cody. What? Uh,
1: I believe his name is Pfister.
0: Fister, thank you. That was yeah. That was who I was. I I'm Team Pfister. Who are you, Team Joey Cedeno? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll
5: go with the first name. Like Yo Dennis.
0: Yeah okay, <laughs> that is wow. cooler. I agree with him.
1: It is, is it straight. is a, a, a meeting of the worlds. <laughs> team Fister, Fister, baby. Team Fister. Thank Hold you. on, uh, Kev. What, what's his name
0: again? Team Fister.
1: Fister. I hardly know
0: her. Hey. <laughs> All right, let's go
1: to our final fight. I'm so sorry I did that, but I'm not. <laughs> We've got 20 seconds, and um, you know the weird part is, I know we need to do the actual prediction for this fight, but. I just want the two of you to talk me through how you think the fight would have gone between Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. I'm going to give Kevin 20 seconds and then I'm going to give Joey 20 seconds and then we're going to talk about the actual fight that's happening. Probably. Yeah, we think so. All right, mm-hmm.
0: go. What do you mean? Would have gone. What happened to Jose? Obviously I think Conor McGregor would have lost to Jose Aldo. I think he's going to be Chad Mendes. I believe he would have lost to Jose Aldo. The, via- uh, uh, ground and pound, I think he shows that we got him on the ground. I believe he's going to beat Chad Mendes via TKO in the first round. All right.
1: Same prompt over to you, Joey.
0: Uh, I think on Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo,
5: I would definitely give the fight to Jose Aldo. How can you not He's been given top competition and he destroyed him time and time again. Conor McGregor, I feel, is a great opponent. Just I don't think he's at that level yet. I think Chad Mendez is actually going to out-wrestle Conor McGregor, and I think it's going to be a decision. People aren't going to be happy with it, but I think
1: Chad Mendez is going to take it. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, Kevin, let me ask you this. Who did you have winning this fight?
0: You already know. Conor McGregor.
1: Okay. So a lot of people have said that Conor McGregor hasn't really faced a wrestler of this caliber before. What is your response to that?
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, A 145-pound, there's no such thing as wrestling your opponent down for the entire match. Conor McGregor's huge. He has a three-inch reach advantage. He's bigger. Not going to get wrestled. Not going to happen.
1: Okay. Joey, as somebody who actually knows what they're talking about in wrestling, uh, do you see that that, there's an outside chance? Picking it up. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we establish that one person knows what they're talking about in wrestling. And... mm Mm-hmm so joey my response
5: so the question was does conor mcgregor have an outside chance of begetting him yeah no just
1: so a- let's ask this does chad mendez because some people actually depending on what day it is in vegas they put him as an underdog in this fight and then some days he's actually the favorite uh with his wrestling because conor mcgregor doesn't have that that kind of experience fighting a wrestler of that caliber, do you think that's a problem for him? And do you think he could be overtaken now?
5: Yes, I do think that's going
1: to be a problem for him.
5: Facing a wrestler of that caliber is a big deal. It's basically a big... Uh, it will dick, You know, Someone like Chad Mendes can dictate where he wants to fight. He probably doesn't want to fight standing with Conor McGregor. He'll be able to take him down. I won't say it will, but he will take him down almost every time that he wants to. And Conor McGregor has to deal with that when he's trying to go for any of his strikes. Um, as far as him being the underdog, Conor McGregor is a good shit talker, and by being a good shit talker, it makes it good. It makes he's good at making people think he may be better than he is. I think he's very good. I'm not quite sure he's ready for this league of fighters yet, but I guess
1: we will find out on July 8th or 9th or 11th when the fight is happening. <laughs> Whenever this fight's going down, <laughs> who
0: who can remember? That would be
1: amazing if Dana just for funsies is like, whatever, we're going to fucking lose money. So it's on a fucking Thursday now. Fuck you guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kev, you know, I'm so interested in this. But before we get to the final part, I do want to say this real quick. Uh, Joey, as you may or may not know on this show, whenever we do over under Kevin, we actually have a wager that we do a little bet between you and Kevin. It's not of monetary value because let's face it. You, new business, us, podcast. So, what we do is we come up with creative ideas. Kevin, what are some of the things that you've had to do when you've lost?
0: Uh, who can remember, Raf? 100 push ups, buying ice cream, a uh, little song for someone, a holiday card. Can't wait to show them the results of that shoot. Um, you know, things of that nature.
2: Okay.
1: Yep. So there, you know, Kevin sometimes had to change his Twitter account, uh, oh, to the yeah, photo of the winner. It. He's had to cut promos as a wrestler. Uh, I mean, you name it, he's had to do them all. Uh, some of them, I mean, feels like I don't win
0: that it. frequently now that I think about it. Yep. Terms of,
1: like, so Joey, do like, you like, have something in mind? Don't it. tell me if you, what it is right now, but do you have something that you're kind of thinking of in the back of your mind that you could maybe bet Kevin? I think so. I think I
5: do, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, good,
1: good, good. Okay, before we go any further, I do want to
0: ask, though, Kevin,
1: did you really think that Conor McGregor was going to be Jose Aldo?
0: I thought he had a chance to, yeah. I do. His okay. size. I thought his size might genuinely pose a problem because Aldo does feel like he's lost a step or two. But to Joey's point, I'm not sure that was enough steps to lose to Conor McGregor, but he does feel a little not the fighter he was.
1: And for you, Joey, did you... I have to ask this, because when it became apparent that Jose Aldo had a rib injury, would that not be the first thing you'd target if that fight was allowed to go on?
5: Uh yeah, I would say that. But what are you gonna do? You're gonna yeah. get in a kickboxing match with Jose Aldo? I mean, yeah, like you can target it, <laughs> but like you gotta go into that a fight that Jose Aldo is comfortable going into.
1: Okay. Okay, I just wasn't sure because I was thinking, man, if he gets one good kick in there, even if he's not the most high-caliber kickboxer, that still fucking hurts your rib to the point where yeah. Dana had thrown so much money that you're just kind of like,
2: oh.
5: Well, all these UFC fighter guys are. They're all super tough. Anytime any of them eats any leg kick, I'm like, how are you still standing? I would be done. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they're all tough dudes. I think Jose Aldo would be able to take a rib kick, even
1: though he does have the injury. Okay. All right. That's good stuff for me. All right. Uh I'm glad that we were able to do all of those fights. Let's do this real quick. For tiebreakers, Joey, sometimes we have to do uh they give out two performances of the night to two individuals who they feel did a great fight and uh usually win. So they give out two performances of the night and they also give out a fight of the night. So this is what we use as a tiebreaker in the weird event that you guys should tie. And believe me, it's happened, and it's come down to this. So do you have two individuals that you think will win Performance of the Night?
5: Uh, performance of the Night, um, maybe Mike Slit, and maybe Jeremy Sear. Okay.
1: okay. Those, you know what? Those aren't bad picks. Let's go to Kevin.
0: Performance of the Night, easy. Conor McGregor. It's not going to matter. That I have to pick him. Uh, Fight of the Night, Lawler-McDonald.
1: Okay, did you have a second performance of the night?
0: I'm thinking, yes. I had my second performance of the night, Matt Brown versus Tim Means. Tim Means gets it.
1: Okay, so it's Tim Means, Conor McGregor, and then your Fight of the Night is what again?
0: Lawler-McDonald.
1: Okay, great. And uh, you gave me two performances of the night. Let's ask what you think will be the Fight of the Night, Joey.
5: Uh... Maybe Alex Garcia, Mike
1: Swick. Okay. All right. These are interesting, interesting picks. Joey, I now turn this to you. As our guest, you have the ability to dictate what you think the bet should be between you and Kevin. Kevin may recounter if he so feels like it, but sometimes he doesn't because some people pick such great ideas. Joey, what do you have in mind for Kevin?
5: I I feel the loser... Because I am confident in my picks. I feel the loser has to basically has to shit on their, on their city of jiu So they'll have to put either, I guess Kevin would have to put Washington, D.C. jiu-jitsu sucks on his Facebook. So I can make that a status on all the social media.
0: Oof. Okay. Kev, do you have a counter? I accept under the following terms it is not just a status update. It is a 20-second to 30-second Facebook video. Oh, shit. All right. Explaining that the other person is what's turned it. So, like, I will give Joey Haas credit for changing my worldview on L.A. Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, I like
5: that.
0: Yeah. Raph, we've come to an accord. (laughs) (laughs) We are at an accord.
1: (laughs) It it was done so civilly, I might add. Um, (laughs) Well, that's what happens when you get two good-looking guys together. You know, you just, like, things happen.
0: Well, where do you
1: know. come into this, Kevin? Because Oh, I mean, good Gee, hey, there
0: it so
1: is. Slow. So slow. You, you, when you get the sweep, you only have a small window, Kev. you got to get in where you can. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's just
1: true. letting you know. Uh, well, Joey, we can't thank you enough for, for coming on through. Where can people find you on the social media?
5: Uh, you can find me on any social media just by my name, Joey Howe, my club, the LA jiu-jitsu club on Instagram and Facebook. And we actually quick plug. We all are going to be doing jiu-jitsu in the park on July 19th at Griffith park. Uh, that is a big event that we are doing. So Eric and I are part of it. So go to that.
1: Are you, can I ask a a very personal question?
5: Um, are we on the air? Sure. Why not? Uh,
1: my question is last time you and Eric had a super fight, and, okay, and then for whatever reason, people said that you guys just started taking off your geese and mid-match of a gee match. What? It went from
5: a gee to a no match, yes, that is what happened.
1: Okay, because that wasn't the way it was described to us
0: on our During time. the match, you guys were just like, no, not another second will go by with all these clothes on, or when well, you would talk me through the decision.
1: Sounds like it. He's I'll silence that his silence golden is gear. Gear. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joey, again, we can't thank you enough. Uh, we are glad that you were able to do this with us. Will you be willing to come back on the show next week and uh, go over the fights? Yeah, I would love to. Fantastic. We'll get an update on that and we'll figure out what day uh, Samir's <laughs> – Seminar is going to be because you'll have enough time to go and read it. I think it's probably the 25th I think it's July 26th, but so don't quote me
5: on it. I believe it was July 26th. So.
1: Well, you have a whole week to get it together, and then we can yes, figure it out from there, and we'll see how your picks do. I want to thank you so much, Joey, and thank you again for hosting a great seminar and barbecue yesterday. It was really a lot of fun, man. Thanks for
0: As far as a what a podcast, uh, I think I beat Joey. What do you think? To be honest. Uh,
1: well, we don't know because we haven't seen it yet.
0: I also think I beat Edwin. What do you think about that? You, you definitely didn't beat him. And I definitely wiped the floor with Gabe. So
2: I so, would okay.
1: no three for three no three no and no no nope. You have a chance against Joey, but uh...
0: <laughs> it's like I don't remember a competition against the other two.
1: No, no, I'm pretty sure they were just guests. We don't usually compete against the
0: guests. <laughs> That's your perspective. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to do some. You ready to shout it out? You ready for some things? Yeah, let's yous? do it. Hey, I'm loving Noki season. <clears throat> training out in some Chantilly VA. Let me know if you want to come do some training out here. If you're hanging out, you got me get some jujitsu finder. What more could you need, Raf? That's all I'm saying. I'm digging the hell out of your first slice articles. I'm going to give you a shout out specifically. You might have tuned me in the top gun. It's coming back. Ugh, Take my breath, breath away, Kevin. Take it. My breath is taken away, Raf. It's taken away. Big shout outs also to the Submission Series Pro. I've loved I've been watching all the fights. I've been getting and that. We have an
1: announcement. They actually will not be doing the stream live for this one, Kevin, so that just changed. They're going to put it up, I believe, on July 12th, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I know a lot of us will want to see those matches, and they will be available, but from what I've seen, they will be out on July 12th. So, ta-da!
0: Well, I'm stoked, and that's all for me.
1: Uh, let me go ahead and shout out a couple people. Let's go ahead and first start again by shouting out two very cool people. Let's start... By shouting out, Alejandro Perez, Alex Perez, you kind of saved me by taking back that bag to our other good friend, Aaron Gonzalez Jr. Now, some of you may say, wow, Raph, that story could not be real. It's 100% real. And uh, yeah, I can't believe I, I took his bag. I feel so bad. So... Uh, my thanks to Alex for making the best of a bad situation and taking it on back. And uh, my thanks to Aaron for being one of the nicest people I know. So uh, I'm very glad that I got the chance to shoot the shit with him. And he has a student, by the way. His student's name is Ed, but people call him Paulie. Now, Kev, when somebody walks up to you and they said, Hey, my name's uh, Raff," but everybody calls me Dave. Would you have a red flag that just goes up? Yes. Yeah.
0: I already do. So, I did when you told me the story.
1: <laughs> so when I was introduced to his student, and he's like, yeah, my name's Pauly, and he couldn't be nicer. I was just like, whatever, FBI informant, I'm on to you.
0: <laughs> whatever your motives are, I I see you.
1: I see what you're doing here. Uh, so my thanks to Polly or Ed or whatever – You know, he's not supposed to be called by the FBI as he's hiding out from the mob. Uh, I just want to say thanks to those guys for uh, great training. I also want to send a big shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center.
0: Hey,
1: guys, let me tell you this. If you have a white belt who is looking to compete... This week in the Southern California region, you're going to want to take part in the new Valley Martial Arts White Out competition. I believe that is going down this week, uh, July 11th, which I believe it is on a Saturday. Where are we right now? Yeah, I think it's on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, a Saturday. you guys definitely, if you want to find out more information, you can go to valleymac.com. It is a white belt competition. If you guys have white belts, send them there. It's a really cool competition. Everybody is really chilled. Nobody's crazy. And uh, we always get good feedback from people. So please, 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 if you guys have people that you know would be interested, send them on that way. It's good stuff. And, you know, they can always come yell at me, which is always an added bonus of coming to Valley Martial Arts Center. Uh, let's go ahead and give I our good friends. Anyway. I don't think you can do that, Kevin. Oh, okay. Never mind that. I don't think you're you're a white belt last time I checked. You sometimes hey. think like one, but I emotionally.
0: Just, okay. Yeah,
1: I just <laughs> uh so let's thank everybody there. Let's thank everybody at the uh Breakdown Academy. Uh that's all the good stuff. We hope John Evans feels a little bit better. He's a little under the weather, so John, get better. We hope you feel good. And um You know what, Kev? I just want to say thank you to everybody at the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. You guys are cool. And uh, I can't wait to see more events coming from you guys. And who knows? Maybe some other fun stuff. Maybe you guys have seen the video with me, Joey, and Eric, the two co-owners of the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. If you haven't, go check those out at www.facebook.com backslash VerbalTapCast.
0: That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.
1: Good night and good fight. Are you out good? No, it's
0: the like you know when you have a good idea and you like rub your hands together like, yep. So no. Done. John had a good nope. idea. That's uh, twenty sixteen, you know? No.